Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Money Flow. My name is Gerald Peters. I'm the host of the Money Flow Trading Society's podcast, Mastering the Trade. We're here. We're looking at how do we master the trade of not only stock trading, but of life to level up, to have more, to be more, to become more. Today, we have a special guest. He's an original founding member of the Money Flow Gang. This guy was following me before I was doing this. Um, Dr. Will Abrams. Now, he goes by at Dr. Abrams21 on Instagram and at Dr. Will inside of our Discord group. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. What I want you to listen for, even though here on the show, it's kind of pretty laid back and it's just a conversation because I want naturally to pull out of the conversation those little nuggets, those little decisions. We might call it a trade, a trade that positions you in life. In this instance, we're going to talk about a couple things. And at the end, I'll wrap up our conversation. But I want you to listen for the millionaire blueprint. Now, you hear me say all the time, there's only three ways to get rich in America. You can own a business. Dr. Will does. You can invest in business. He does. That's the stock market, other people's businesses, right? Or you can own real estate, which he does. So I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Let me know. Hit me some feedback. If you'd like to leave a question for me to answer on a future episode, leave a voicemail. I'll play your voicemail on the show and answer your question. You just need to download the Anchor app. And if you'd like to be on the show, hit me up and let me know. Thanks. Hey, GP. Yes, sir. It worked. Yeah. It's, it really is amazing technology, man. I know you're, how old are you? Uh, I just turned 37. All right. And we'll get in, we'll get into all that, but it really is amazing technology, how fast and how far it's come just in my lifetime. It's yeah. yeah so, um, I usually do my intro before, and then we use this to connect using this anchor app works pretty smooth. Um, I mean, that was super slick. I mean, it's almost just like a phone call. Like click this, boom, you're connected. Boom. You're connected. So I tell them all they got to do is download that app and then just, that's it. And, uh, but it connects you and usually works pretty flawless. I've had it a couple of times where it, it messed up on us and, you know, and that is what it is. But usually if you're on Wi-Fi, it works great. So you, your 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 first name is Will or William? Do you go? Uh, I mean, it's literally William, but I just go by Will. Right. Yeah. So mom named you William. Yeah. As so I got. I, I got. <laughs> dude, I got. I got two middle names because she was done having kids. <laughs> so so you have brothers and sisters. Yeah, I got one brother and one sister. I'm an only child. Yeah. And. I just remember as a kid growing up with people that had brothers and sisters, it was like a constant daily battle. <laughs> and I would go home to my quiet home where my parents ignored or ignored me. <laughs> and and I, I would have people complain about that. I'm like, dude, I like it. <laughs> it's like, let my parents hang out over there. I got this over here, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. My sister's, so, my sister's like eight, nine years older than me. So like she was oh. basically an adult by the time I was trying to figure things right. out. Okay, so your parents are like, are their seventies, huh? 
My dad's 72. Yeah, he's about to retire. I think I think he's officially going to retire in January. Yeah, it's it's weird watching our parents get old, huh? Yeah. I mean, he still and looks then, good. He doesn't look like he's 72. That's good. Cuz you're probably looking at yourself there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's good. My dad too, man. It's funny. My my blood father, I, I never was close to him. Him and my parents um separated when I was young. I was a baby. So I was raised by a single mom for until I was about nine or 10, but my, as an adult, I've come to know my real father and we're so alike that I don't, I, when I first met him, I didn't like being around him, you know? Oh yeah. Because you're the same. I've seen that with some friends. Like they're like, I don't like that person. Like you guys are the same. Right. You ever see? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't tell what it was, but it was like, I don't know, man. I, you know, it took me a minute and I realized he's so much like me. That's what's bothering me. It's funny. I don't know what that says about ourselves, but so in the, for the audience, I do have people that listen that aren't in our group. I think most of the group probably doesn't listen and it's just people on Instagram. And when I put this podcast together or when I was trying to, and I need to get on it more and I need to have like, like you coming on other members coming on and, and other traders maybe um, just so other, cause I think other people identify with different people make yeah that's that, that, that 100% right so and it's funny because yeah. like when you when you talked about before like how you, you figure most of your followers are like 35 to 20 mm-hmm. I, was like, I don't know I mean most a lot of people in the group seem to be older yes well what here's what I was going to say most of the people that interact with me on Instagram are in their 20s but you're right. Most of the people actually in our group, and I don't know if it's because it costs money, are older. And, and that, that is, I don't know what, to, you know, I, I always sit and try to analyze these things. And maybe try to use it, you know, to, to content or how to, who I'm, who, I don't know who I'm talking, talking. And that's a weird thing if you're producing content. Like I saw you had cameras in your office. What are you guys doing with that? Yeah, I was just shooting um, some stuff uh, to throw online, right? Like I, I, I'm trying to do more, putting the content to promote the business. Um, so, so, um, so you hired yeah. camera, camera? Yeah, I got lucky. So one of my, um, she's a patient, but she's a friend of mine. Uh, we used to work together a couple of years ago. I brought her on at, at an old office and her now husband he's uh, opened his own business. So he's got his own uh, own crew and they've been doing like little commercials and all kinds of stuff. Hmm. Maybe that's what I around about that. Like, should I do that and try to like up my stuff, you know? Um, I'm so unscheduled. That's the problem, you know? Hey, you hear me? Yes, sir. There we go. Sorry, I had two phone calls come in. I'm, I'm, can you can you turn off the phone call? So I can on your phone. I, I think you yeah, can uh, go to or maybe on your phone. Yeah, I want to do that, and it'll should take it right to a uh, voicemail. That's what I do on my videos, and then I forget to turn on. Now I just have it. My phone just stays on. Do not disturb. I know. I want. I, I makes I'll, my wife mad, dude. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what I'm doing. She calls. I'm like, I told you I was going to be busy. Like, don't yeah. bother me. And uh, 
what I do is I just look at my phone a lot. And if you call, I probably catch you in 10 or 15 minutes. That's kind of, you know, what I do. But in our, in our chat room, before we forget, in case people are listening, you, you're at, you're at, uh, at Doc Will, right? Yeah, Dr. Is? Will. D- yeah. Is it DR? DR, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you know what's weird on my end is I've, I've, I don't, I'm not saying I have so many followers, but the number's bigger than I can stay with. And unless I talk to those people every day, you know, I can't remember who's who. And then people will have different screen names on Instagram. Then they yeah, do they change them all up. Yeah. And then they yeah. change their picture, their logo. And then they second or third account, like talking to me, yeah. like they know me. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, dude. I, I've, I've got to the point now, like if I talk to somebody, I go in the little notes section and like give myself Make, like, Oh, you leave a they note. live over here. Like I'll leave a note to myself. Like, so that way I can That's look and brilliant. see and like refresh myself. I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't. And I have so many in the day. Um, and I try to respond to them all, but then, you know, I trade and look at charts and like everybody else. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on, right? Yeah. And then yeah. work. So one of the things that I harp on, I've been harping in, on this on my lives recently is like with the money flow or the way that I teach flow is people could interact with it differently. Meaning if you say he's a short seller and, and I, it's like, well, you just reverse it. Like you're looking for stage fours, like you're just going to do it opposite, you know? And, but you got to be real clear on that, right? Like that's got to be really mapped out. This, this is how we execute that. Not what should I do with this stock now? Like you should know that when you're buying it, you're going to be doing those short-term strategies. And the longer our strategy, the more little room there is for error and, like to do other things in life like you're a chiropractor right yeah i mean i'm i'm cranking like so you know people right, you will send me a message train. and i'm like i get back to them i get back right. to them like no, two hours later <laughs> right so for you trying to have a lot of short positions going um no, no way like you can't not and be effective at mm. your other job not not in my opinion no maybe you know no. maybe if you were just 100 percent obsessed but even then i think you'd you'd just be bad at both of them yeah, yeah, you oh. can't, you can't do it. That's why, that's why you see me messing with you. Be like, hey, I'm buying UPro, TQQ, U, uh, UDAO. I'm doing the, the leverage plays because they swing easier, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. And, um, man, I love the leverage ETFs. To be honest, you think about it, and this is just a. And I should talk more about this. Let's say you could go find twenty of those, and a lot of them are not correlated. Like the triple oil has nothing to do with bonds, right? Yeah, no, no. That, that, I, I've been, I've been, we've talked about it before. I've been swinging those, like basically mm-hmm. uh, UTSL. It's like, it's awesome. And then <laughs> the uh, trick on that is going to be we downsize it as it moves higher, right? Yeah. And we let it come in. And the more you stay with those sectors and kind of get a feel for it and understand it, the, the the easier conception gets um and being that it's an etf it's an entire sector which is a lot less risky than a single stock say a single yeah. tech stock and they can move just as violent and like everything from brazil to russia to there's so many of them i, I think i have a list of like 67 in a folder and i bet there's more than that 
Oh, there's there's a bunch. I had to stop looking at the folder because I just went and picked like some that were they were easy. There's too many. Like you'll too many. You'll get overwhelmed. I wondered about this because I wondered this too, doing like a pure money flow strategy of waiting the position when I get a sell signal, you know, down. And when I have a buy signal, I want to overweight it and and then run like 10 or 20 of those. 10 is probably adequate number. 10 is probably enough. Yeah, um, for sure. Like it depends then, on how big you're trying to make them, you know? Right. And then, and then bringing, I met a guy that worked at Google and he had a similar trading strategy and all he traded was triple leverage funds and he traded nine of them. And that was it. That was his entire, like, he didn't look at stocks. He didn't look at, these were the nine funds and they were all triple leverage, like technology, Dow, bonds, oil, gold. He had a couple international. That was it, which makes his life simple. You know, he can simplify it. Um, and you could probably do the same thing with crypto. You could narrow it in. Um, like in, in the whole, you, you own some cryptos, right? Yeah, I'm not like heavy into it. Like I think overall right. the whole portfolio maybe has like, 10 15 grand in it depending on the day right yeah and that can be a thousand dollar difference man that shit is not for the weak of heart i know that's why i haven't like kept throwing more at it like it's like i'd say probably 75 to 80 percent of mine's in bitcoin you know and it's just long term buy it hold it now were you in to well you've been how long you've been in, you've been in the group almost two years right Dude, I've been. I'm, a, I'm an OG. I'm. A, I'm an original. Like as soon as it, we we were we were talking about it before it was a thing. I've right. been. I've been following you since. Uh, I, I was trying to remember how many followers you had on on Instagram. It was what? under ten thousand. I know that. That's pretty cool. And there's a handful of people like that. And I gotta feel like those people, even though maybe some things have gone down, some sectors, but overall in their life, I feel like they should be more abundant if they've been applying oh my God. the teaching, right? Dude, so like like a, a, the elevator response for me, like so, but I had bought my office space when I like maybe two months before uh, I started following you. I should I should say I came up with the down payment for the bank to buy my office space, paying <laughs> right, the bank right. for it. Right? Let's clarify. Um, yeah, and then I was just trying to make smarter decisions, and then I ended up drastically making better decisions after listening to you. So I went from maybe having like two grand in my, uh, an, an old Scott trade account that got turned into a TD Ameritrade because they bought them out, I think. And I'd forgotten about that for like two years. So it was just sitting there, uh, open up an E-Trade and just started pumping money into it. So yeah, I was, I was doing the math. Uh, I've averaged like 2,500 a month into my E-Trade. And like, that's, that's me adding cash. Right. Right. And like, just to build it up. Right which is, that's basically what I've done for like, I'd say a solid 10 years, um, you know, before, you know, when you first, when I first started, I wasn't making a lot. And so I was putting in smaller, like some, you know, we have guys in our group that they're like 20 they don't even have real jobs, you know? So yeah, they don't make my mind. Right. And then you meet, and then we have other people in there that have millions of dollars in their trading account. Um, I mean, there's, you know, I think of some right off the top at three to five million and they, they don't know a lot. They just had a lot of money, you know, and, and where'd they get it? What that, what kind of street pharmacy did they, they practice? You know? <laughs> right. Well, I had lunch, dude. This is a, you know, when I first started doing this, like, I, you know, I didn't go to college or anything. I just started buying houses and I would just study investing and money. And I just keep talking 
doing it and talking about it. And, and when I first started posting about it, uh, well, here a while back, I had a guy come to me, he goes, hey, man, I'm in New Orleans. Can I buy you coffee? Yes. Sometimes I'll do that. Like sometimes I'm sitting home and there ain't shit to do, you know? Yeah. And, and I'll go, yeah, cool. But other times I might, nah, you know, or whatever. It just depends. And I, or I go look them up. And, uh, but I meet with this guy. He owns 20, it was either 26 or 28 houses. Um, In New Orleans, yeah, right? Like, no, no. He, he was from, oh. I can't remember now. He was like from Virginia or something. Like he was in New Orleans on vacation visiting. He's a follower of mine. And saw I was there at the same time he was. And he asked if he could meet me. And I said, yeah, sure. We'll get this, dude. He's in his 70s. And he follows me on Instagram. That's awesome. My dad has no yeah, idea what Instagram is. Right. Right. And that's right. most people's dad. And here I'm like, this guy's in his 70s, follows me on Instagram, and he owns like 28 properties. And he's been doing what I'm talking about, you know, before me of, of you know, saving money, investing money, taking that money, investing it in other things, you know, leveraging your asset, like just playing this money game. And for a living, he was a plumber. Yeah. And they print and, money. Did the, oh. I had to pay the guy that did my office. He he did. They didn't hardly do anything. There was nothing. No bust up concrete. No reworking <laughs> stuff. It was like swap out the sink and swap out the toilet and and sign the thing, so I can I can go back to doing business. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm steadily paying those guys, and my 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 plumber drives a brand new Ford Raptor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's seventy five eighty thousand dollar truck. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh no. And his has the leather seats, and I mean it's pushing close to a hundred. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's a plumber. And I'm like, I remember in high school, I'm like, nobody told me plumbers made money like that. <laughs> no. Right. If they, if they did, I would, I'd have been doing that. Right. People always think like, oh, you're a physician. Like you're like, you, you got it made. I'm like, dude, no, we got crazy student loans. Like I drive a Chevy. Like I drive a 2013. Like I'm, I'm not over here printing money. I'm going to be printing money based, based on where I'm pushing my money. So, yeah, that's funny. But let me, um, Hold on. Send my wife something. I was supposed to pay. Here's here's privilege problems. I was supposed to pay the pool guy. <laughs> I see other people. I uh, I tell my wife, could you pay the pool guy? I forgot. I'll refund you. Like 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 the budgets are different or something. Yeah. You know you'll, I mean? you'll laugh. Uh, so uh, the house, the house that we're trying to close on, um, my buddy owns an inspection company and they do some other stuff. Like they, they do some like roof repairs and everything. Mm -hmm. So he, he pulled a favor and like literally scheduled his best guy to come out and take a look at the house for us. And uh, he was like, just slap him some cash. Right. He's like, and he's like that way, that way it's all under the table and you can just pay him directly. He'll love that. My wife's mm -hmm. like, give me some money. I'm like, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm going to fork over a hundred grand for this down payment. It's like, you, you can't come up with two fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I know there's a thousand dollars in your purse right now. Like, come on. <laughs> piece of, she's like, how you know that? It's like, I looked in your purse. I'm not stupid. Right. <laughs> Rolling around with the <laughs> a brick. Right. Yeah, meanwhile, brick meanwhile, meanwhile, hang on. I think, I, I think I might have 60 bucks in my, <laughs> I've got a yeah, yeah. subway on, got coupon. 10, 20, 30, 40. Prepaid. I got a debit card for Starbucks for eight bucks. I got, I got $47 in my, my wallet and yeah. some punch cards. So I get a free meal. That's... <laughs>
So you, when you get out of college, you got a, a, a truckload of student loans. And I think that's part of the financial equation with a lot of people today. Is yeah, we're hammered people, with them, man. People have more debt today than when I was 20. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know there were, I'm sure there were tw- plenty of 20 year olds that were heavily in debt, but like I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't worry about health insurance. I didn't worry about like all these things that I didn't have a Netflix account or Hulu. I had no online digital subscriptions. There were no phones. None of these things that everybody has now. And so, you know, you think about it now, like it's different. Like there's all these subscriptions in your life. Like the world is, um, you know, I would be fighting these student loans unless you were really smart. If I was a kid today, like if I was like 18. Yeah, they're crazy, man. Like it's, I mean, on one end, I'm like, hey, you made the decision to borrow the money, like pay it back. Right. But on the other end, it's like, it's literally, it's predatory lending, right? And like, yeah, know, they're we, kids. They're kids. We, yeah, we bail out every other industry, but we're not going to bail out like basically the the people that are going to be pushing us here now, right? Like, and you know, those are your people that are forty five and under right now. You know, and, and, but, and the reason that happened is the government began subsidizing college stuff. I mean, yeah. the more if you give them free money in any sector, the price goes up. Yeah, and and so they that's they caused this themselves trying to help people. Yeah. and then you know, in all seriousness, undergrad was a joke, man. Like. Mm-hmm. I, like graduate school was was tough but undergrad like it's just basically a party fest you know and and I meet, they're just they're just taking your money right i meet kids all the time who claim to have a finance degree and they're asking me about stocks and i'm like uh like didn't you i don't know what they learned in there but it wasn't apparently didn't have a lot to do with stocks i mean how often do you have um, a professor that's actually rich teaching you yeah I, well, yeah. you know, it's weird how now that they're social, you could actually have a teacher who's rich teaching you. Yeah. Me- meaning like there are people who through, you know, whatever, for whatever reason on social media, like do think and but in the traditional setting, it's less limited, right? Because you got to have all these credentials and it is a bureaucracy controlled by people. You got to get hired to teach at Harvard. Yeah. But I mean, but, even even in uh, my graduate school, it was a joke. So I went to my my graduate school has uh, three campuses, Iowa, California and Florida. And I picked Florida because it literally is three miles from the beach and there's no <laughs> shovel and snow and no cornfield. Um, <laughs> but the Iowa campus has like more administrators. Uh, I think they have like two two uh, admin staff per faculty member, which is just ridiculous. Right. There's no mm-hmm. need for any of that stuff. Like so they're so overstaffed and just paying them so much You're money right. it's ridiculous yeah it's awful man it's awful. So they always hit us that up happens. to donate i'm like I'll, I'll never donate a dollar like i know where the it's, money yeah, goes. It's, it's like it just goes in else pockets it's run to keep the teachers in an association yeah when you, right when you just added technically real estate to your portfolio of holdings for your office yeah, for your office office was number one right so uh it's it's obviously down. Luckily gone up in value. Yeah. How much was I mean, the office then? Like the the value. Uh, of- so it's it's when I when I bought it, it was worth about five hundred k, and I had to yeah, I own fifty percent of the building, right? So I had to come up, you know, figure out a way to get two fifty. So I came up with fifty k to put down, and that was a twenty percent down payment. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I forked over, I forked over cash to the, I mean, I, and I only got the opportunity because I went uh, to the owner of the building, right? And like, he refinanced the building 
and put me on the note with him. And now I just own 50% of the business that owns the building as the asset. So that's what got me in the door to real estate because they look at, they're like, Hey, your, your income's great, but your, your debt's high because your student loans, like, you know. So this deal is your, your half equity owner. The real estate mm-hmm. is attached to the business. Yep. And it's, it's worked. How do you, either, how do you, how do, okay. So it's gone up. Yeah. How do either one of you get out or what is your plan? Is your plan to buy the whole thing from him? Is his plan yeah, to we've buy got, you there's out? A, there's a clause to buy. Like if, if we wanted to, we can buy each other out. Right. Like if one okay. wants to retire and like, that's it, like you just right. buy them out. But my goal is to be- outgrow my space and either sell him my space or, or rent it out to another business. And then now you real estate or you're in the process of for your home. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm trying to have close to nine hundred thousand in real estate assets, and right. And then let's say we got some crypto going. We said, as far as e trade, is any of that set up? Are you tax sheltering that, or not worrying about that yet? Similar, but I've got I've got part of a tax sheltered. So right at like I think like forty five because everything's been dropping down. Is tax sheltered, and the other eighty eighty five is in my regular trading account. So I max out I max out my my SEP IRA every year, and then uh, just keep pumping money to make money with money in there. Yeah, so SEP is the same structure I use. Yeah, and that's worked well for me. I usually can't max it because I I have a traditional IRA in my name, a traditional IRA in my wife's name. So that at my age, that's fourteen grand that you can put in there yeah and then i have an hsa some years this year i did last year last few years i didn't and if i do i try to max that that's twenty one thousand. and then your sep it's i think it's fifty eight thousand now or 20 percent or 25 percent of your income whichever is hot whichever is low yeah so yeah it's, it's where it's different like so with me mine's not that high because i don't pay myself that much i just i push all the money into under distribution Right. That's my dilemma too, is I've never been able to max mine out. I think I could put 52 G. I'm like, I'd starve to death because yeah. <clears throat> I buy so much real estate and it eats money. Um, you know, you've seen that like, so a down payment be 50, 60 grand and, and that money's gone. Fun. I mean, yeah. It's start gone. freaking out. I, I got no money now. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yet, and yet you do. And this concept, it took me a while to get my wife to understand this because she'd be like, our money is gone. And I'm like, no, it's not. And she's like, oh, yes, it's out of the account. And I'm like, listen, it's in walls. You know, you, we still have it. Yeah. It's just we can't spend it. <laughs> so I'm on I'm on uh, I'm about to finish up year six. But yeah, year six of um, no, sorry, um, five year five of owning my building or should say paying for my building. Right. And <laughs> this is where I was like a little bit tough. When my when my my partner wanted to refinance, he's like, "Let's just do ten years and that's it." Oh my god, <laughs> that's a heck of a he's note. Got me, he's got me paying like I'm paying like four grand a month, <laughs> right? And at the I time mean, I was you know, when I started, I was uh, like thirty one years old, <laughs> like four grand a month. It's crazy, but now it's gonna be great. Be, it's gonna be paid off, and it's just that money's. I'm, it t- it took five years for my wife to understand. We're paying right. a whole lot of money for our rent, but once it's done, like that's just extra money. Yeah. Like my rent's going to go towards 
more real estate. I'm gonna put it to, towards this more and more real estate or stocks, whatever, whatever, <clears throat> whatever's beat up. So once that is gone, that's all, or you against it and put that to work. Yeah, I don't do that. The yeah. assets against assets, and but he does it smart. You know, like these aren't. He's not buying. You know. It's he's not putting a million in Bitcoin, even though that may work. He's going and buying, you know, like a house or you know, just stuff you know is going to work. And he's done very well, leveraging and borrowing against the houses. I, I, you know, I borrowed against them a couple times, but I like having houses paid off too. Because yeah, I'm in I'm in that same boat. I guess it just it's, it's all about how, what, how much risk do you want to have out there, right? Like, do you right. want to? I like I like you own it all, right? Like I'd I'd be super cool with having fifty percent equity and then then maybe use right. some money onto something. Like I don't I don't get these guys that they get a place, they do a little bit and they wait to depreciate and they take it right back to where they got five percent equity in a building and they pull the money out to go buy another one. So Right. Like you're and you're gonna be hurting if there's a, a a crash or something. And you have no rents coming in. Yeah. It's and I have Seven, 17 properties total. And that's counting the ones that I live in too because I got to write those checks too. And, you know, sometimes they're like, because you get people who are like, that's not an investment. And it's like, dude, stop. Owning any property, like it doesn't, ha they only call it an investment if somebody else is making the payment is usually how they define that. I just, I don't see that because I've, I've met too many human beings who bought a personal home and it went up two or $300,000 and they were super upside on that deal. And it, and when you liquidate that, you almost lived free, you know, for not live free, but you, you know, the property itself, just due to appreciation and how low you can borrow that money for. Yeah. That's what I'm um, hoping for on, on this house. Right. Like, right. You know, my, my interest rate's going to be like 3% or 2.7 or something like that. So like this, I mean, Tampa's gone up, I don't know, 20% a year. It's insane. It's insane. And it can have pullbacks, and that's fine. <clears throat> and But these things, and the easiest move to have real estate in your portfolio is your personal home. Even though I hear I hear dumb videos and see them about a home is not an event. It's just, I just, it's crazy to me because I own houses. And it, yes, I get it. This guy's paying me rent. So that's a different scenario. But you know, Windsor Castle is worth a lot of money. Like just owning real estate and holding down real estate is a is a valuable proposition because you're going to pay to live no matter what. Like you're going to pay an apartment. You're going to pay somebody to live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's going to yep. keep going up. So it's like you better lock it in. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, that was, you know, I'm a big fan of Grant Cardone. A lot of his content, and I find it very inspiring. And then he goes on that kick about telling kids not to buy houses and and it just blows my mind. That yeah, it's just crazy, right? I mean, because the hack, if you're a kid, if you can get somehow get approved, like get a get a three bedroom, put two buddies in there. Oh, make them make them off. That is the that's I was I was I sometimes I take these little like coaching calls. We're gonna call it. Kids will ask if they can talk to me, and usually I'm busy, so I'm like, nah, they, you know, they want to throw me a few dollars. I'll talk to them, and. <clears throat> I was trying to explain that to this kid. He he had three roommates, man. He shared an apartment with three people. He has good credit and he had like $15,000 in stocks. And I'm like, man, 
he's 22. He's been working three years. He has three tax returns and a solid credit score. And I'm like, dude, your move, you need to buy your house and rent to your three roommates. I'm like, I just, I mean, think of that. Like you just do the math on that. Pull that money out of E-Trade, put it in that property, keep trading paper trade or leave the less money in there. I don't know. And then buy that house. Now you're renting it to your three buddies. You're living there free. I mean, it's a no brainer, man. And then yeah, go back so, to putting money in your account tomorrow. You know, junior and senior year of undergrad, I transferred schools to um, just a, a state school because it was just smarter to save some money. And mm-hmm. uh, my, one of my best friends, I moved in with him. His dad had bought the two bedroom condo that he lived in. Mm-hmm. And like, I paid the mortgage, not knowing this, right? Like what I paid for rent, it covered the mortgage. And then, you know, two years later, he sells the condo when after uh, he got in his master's and he made money off the condo. He basically, his son went to school for free free, because he made enough money off of the condo sale to pay for his right. education. Man, that is, see, it's those kind of moves. It's doing things like that consistently versus not doing any of those kind of moves is one group of people. And then the third group is literally doing moves in the exact opposite direction. Like maybe, maybe you did this. So you send your kid to college, right? Say that guy. And he goes, man, I could buy my kid a house or I could go get me a boat. I think I'll get me a boat. Right. Yeah. That's the same. Epic mistake thing. ever. Right. Right. You know the, and nothing against a guy with boats, a boat. Right. right. It's all you bust out another thousand, right? That's what boat stands for. And yeah. you know, the best days are the day that you sell it. Right. And yeah. so you think you think of that guy in that exact situation. This guy buys the boat, or it could be any other thing instead of buying the house for the kid. And this is just an, one example, of course. Fast forward five years, this went to zero, whether it's a boat, a car, or whatever. Pat this house went up. Like you said, he probably sold it for a profit. Just that switch, and then you do three or four of those, five of the of similar type things, and then one guy ends up with millions more than the other. And it and yeah. it was just, it was just thing. Like uh, my friend Rick Jarman, did you follow Rick? Yeah, I followed Rick. It was it was sad. Like I even when, when he got COVID, I reached out to him, and I mm. told him, I'm like, hey, like you need to go see a couple X, Y, and Z just in case, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I, pre- I appreciate your insight. I'll look into it. And I wanted to be like, I, I feel bad because I should have pressed him harder to go. I'm sure he had like a lot of people pressing him. He was personal multiple. friends with his. Right. He was personal friends with his doctor. That Lucian? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. No, I hear you. Yeah, okay. He That may have swayed his, you know, looking at all the options. I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's obviously looking past, but that, that guy became very wealthy, just constantly making, you know, money exchanges like that. And, and what them going, like, say you got your office, say you have your house, let's say you end up buying two or three Airbnbs. You're like, I can't manage these, but I could buy one, turn it over to a manager, collect the money. I make the mortgage payment. I get to use it when I want it. Right. And you got two or three of those going all of a sudden, you know, you got $2 million in real estate, $3 million. And, and all that is, is just an active exchange. Like you got to want to do that, you know? 
Um, the yeah, it's um, like you just gotta get going, right? And like, just don't make right. a stupid mistake. Like, you can you don't do something super dumb. Like, don't go out and you know buy right. a new Ford Raptor. Unless that's paying, it, your assets paying for it, you know, like don't be dumb. Right. You got to focus on that. If you focus on those things first, then then later you can do dumber things, you know. Um, yeah. Like I remember when I bought my new truck, I I posted it. This kid's like, oh, it's a depreciating <laughs> asset. And it's like, oh, really? <laughs> like no shit, dude. Like yeah. I, I, the reason I post, I was trying to tell you, this first one I've had in twenty years. Yeah, I remember the old Dodge, man. Yeah, and I was like, I had that truck for 18 years because every time I thought about buying a new one, I'd be like, damn, I could buy a house. And I'd go buy a house and my income would go up. I'd get three or $400 more of that, you know, once I had it going. And I got addicted to that, man. Like, and I remember when I got my, I had my. Hey, I lost you. You there? Or more outside on my back porch when I'm home, but I'm not like you, man. I don't have a film crew, I gotta do my own <laughs> filming. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever had that. <laughs> I got it's, it's literally just the hus the husband of a friend of mine and, and an old coworker. So I wanted to right. wanted to support him because you know they they help me out and stuff too. So they should be super cool. He dude, like I was not expecting them to come in with uh, all the equipment that they did. I was expecting just like cool. Did you get nice tongue tied? Um, I, a little bit, I guess. We'll see. We well, didn't script it. There's no script or anything. We just. He'd ask me right. a question and I answer it, right? And just kind of, this is why I do what I do. This is who I can help. Right. Be like, listen up, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was watching once and it was Grant Cardone and he was telling a story and he said he lived in LA and he was selling his house, you know? And at the time he was like a motivational speaker, like op opening for like, you know, like guys like Tony Robbins and shit. And they happened to choose, I forget how they did it, but they wanted to film his house for possible, you know, one of those TV shows like Flip LA or whatever. And they were going to use his property. And uh, I guess when the guy comes in, he said it, it just kind of came over him and he looked at him. He said, uh, he was like, turn on that camera. Let's go. <laughs> just started. And he said, that was one of the first times where like, yeah, you done like, this was like pre-social, you know? He said he 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 and he really enjoyed it, so he just kept it going. Yeah, man, he's. He, I mean, that, people people don't realize like he's a marketer. Like that's what he does. You know? Yeah, and that's, he's just like that's what. Give he, me your money, and I'll make money with it, and I'll give you a little bit of it. Right. It's a his his business model could be. I mean, it may. Warren Buffett has a pretty good one. Warren Buffett says, "Here, let me manage your money. You guys pay me." you know, a big percentage. And matter of fact, don't pay me, just give me shares. And then <laughs> they, they pay him the more money he collects. And then when you want out of the fund, if you're going to do a big thing, he'll buy your shares. Yeah. And just, 
keeping that model, he's eventually, I mean, a large chunk of the fund is his money. And it was given to him by the shareholders, basically. It's beautiful. Um, you know, in Grant, I have some of his sales courses. I've always been in sales. And he's a pretty good salesman. And I have some of his, I bought some of his social courses. They're pretty good. You know, his real estate stuff gets a little wacky on the prices. Like five grand. I think you're kind of pushing it. Oh, no. oh, to get it, you're what? talking about getting into the syndicate and stuff or whatever? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's well, just his course, his multifamily course is $5,000. Oh, talk, yeah, but but they'll always do these little things like if you come now, you mm-hmm. know, we'll knock it down to 99, 97 99. or something. Yeah, it goes from five to end up 477. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, he now, now it's, you get access to all the videos right. for life. Like, for okay. life. And you know, I, I've learned a lot of things from people like that doing things. And, you know, some of them probably abuse that system. I guess it's whatever other people want to pay. Yeah. I mean, he's not really promising you anything other than he's, you know, basically, here's what I did. Here's what I'm going to show you. Um, but he's, a, he's definitely a great marketer. And he has huge numbers on social on all platforms. Huge numbers. Yeah. But that once you get to that point, like you, like you just leverage yourself, like you've invested in yourself so much, you, you're good. You don't have to worry. Right. And I'm, I go back and forth on the best way to spread my message on social. And, uh, you know, I've been pushing on YouTube and I think, I think some, some of my content's a little too weird for people. Um, I think some of it I, I should prepare more for, I guess, you know, be more concerned with, you know, how you look or the setting or the location. Um, I think if you put a little effort into that, it would definitely improve improve production. Um, You know, I don't know. I go back and forth on that. Like how, how far down that rabbit hole should I go? I mean, it's really just, what do you want to do? Right? Like what's your, what's your goal? Right. Once Mm -hmm. you got that mapped out, it's like, all right, now find a, find a path to get there. You know, you could. Yeah. I've got this idea. I want to shoot this YouTube show, or, or at least the show that I put on my channel on YouTube from my house in New Orleans. And it'd be like talking to people like yourself or other people who are getting on this idea of, all right, if I'm smart with money, you know, making money with money somehow, however they're doing it. And like interview them there, bring them to my place, you know, have some drinks, get a lot of different footage. And then it, in the middle of that footage, like go to maybe like a whiteboard where I'm kind of explaining what they were telling us, you know? Yeah, that's smart. Like maybe, like, that. like we just, and then I would obviously shoot that after they leave. But like you, yeah. with your office deal there, some people may have heard that. And then I'd be like, look, he is partners with, and I do it on a whiteboard. And yeah, I don't know. They, were, they, they wouldn't let me, they weren't going to let me, you know, borrow 600 grand, right? Even though, right. you know, I'd, I'd been in business like three years. I was making profit on the, the second month, like, like I was doing well, right? And they're like, nah. But then, like, if you're a dentist, they're like, you can have a million dollars right now. Like, we don't care. Like, <laughs> you have no income. Here's a million bucks. You're fine. Is there actually a disparity between the dental field Huge. and the chiropractic field for for yeah. loans and such? Huge. It's it's really hard for us to get them. And I didn't know Is this that, when I was in school. That must be because you guys are blowing out. Yeah, we we right? blow out, right? Like, because it's yeah. you know. A dentist can be terrible, and they're like, oh, it's fine. Like, they screw up. Now nah, we got to pull your tooth. It was a problem, right? 
So that must we're, tell we're, you when, when I hear you saying that, I think, okay, he's got to make sure he's financially sound so that he can weather any storms that tend to hit this field. Yeah. Dude, I sit there, I have, I, I, I make sure I've got six months solid of like, I got no income coming in whatsoever and I can right. weather any storm. Yeah. And, you know, in my free ebook, I call that the do over account or, you know, simply a savings account. Doesn't have to be, I just use different words for things. Yeah. But it's to protect yourself. And, Ultimately, ultimately, as time goes on, you can continue to build that little base up to where you're till it becomes actually what I refer to as a do over account. And what I did with mine is as I had more cash savings, like this money's to, you know, in case something happens, when that number got to a certain level, as a, just as an investor, you're like, fuck, man, you know, I can yeah, do it's, something it's, with this money. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. And like if I, I paid if off I, if I bought a house. If I'd have bought a house a year right. ago, it'd have been I'd, I'd, it, my money would have been up thirty percent. Right, know? right. And as as you go forward in life as an investor, and you see this exchange, you start realizing, man, I need to, I need to put my assets to work. But I knew if I put that money in stocks, that's very volatile. If I yeah. put it in a, you know, what if I need it tomorrow? Although stocks are liquid, if you need money tomorrow, stocks will give it to you. Yeah. So will you crypto. Wait for it to clear. It. Yeah, you just hit the button. They're going to give it to you. If you have it in real estate, they're not going to. But I took mine and I paid off my home. Like I had like 40 or 50 grand at the time, I think, in reserves, you know. And I paid off my home, basically losing my savings. But now I had no mortgage payment, you know. So the very next month, I just start building that savings back up. And then that's where I started getting the term do-over account. Because it dawned on me, like right now, let's say I blew out – I lose all my stocks, all my hat, whatever. And I got to sell my home and move on. Well, they're going to give me like 400 grand. That's a do-over, right? Yeah. If you can't, if you can't figure it out with 400 grand, you're not going to figure it out. Ever. Right. So you can just take that 400 grand and go rent an apartment or condo somewhere. Take your time. Like you can start over. And that was what I meant by do-over account. Like you have an asset or money or cash so big that if you lost everything, you could just start over. And you really want that because then that protects your that protects your chiropractic business. Yeah. I mean, that that size versus a lot of traditional like the Dave Ramsey, all them are teaching three to six months. You don't need any more than that. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I get what you're saying there. But what if we looked at it differently? Like I want to look at everything just slightly different. Like I don't look at retirement. Like I don't think, OK, when I'm 64, like I think of I need to build wealth today, like right now for me. So that next year I'm richer and then the next year I'm richer. It's not even about being 70. I hope I'm really rich then. I think because when you start saving for when you're 70, you kind of half-ass do it because it's so far away. Yeah, you're just spending. Everybody keeps spending, right? Right, right. But if you're investing to get richer now or next week, not in that get-rich-quick sense, but in a stacking sense, um, I think your money grows exponentially larger, especially you. Like, so you're sitting here and you start running the equity on your business. You pick up this new house, you write down the equity, you start adding up your stock value. Then you start going and you're like, holy fuck, you know, I'm yeah. worth like four, whatever. Let's say you get the first time you're worth a quarter of a million dollars to the positive. You know, you're like, wow. Cause I mean, I talked to a guy on my live the other day, he's worth $6,000 to his name and he's, not that much younger than you. Yeah, that's scary. 
oh, it's super scary, but right. But if you just get your shit together, you can flip mm-hmm. that around pretty quick, right? Like you got plenty of time, you know. Right, and then I've met a, I had a kid get on my boat, and then just start listening to me. And he does the same thing. He goes from thirteen like thousand in debt. He had a car payment. That was it. He was renting an apartment. Two in one and a half years gets married. He was already with his girlfriend, and they were going to buy a house. And I'm like, no, you need to get married, or don't buy a house with her. She can rent from you. And <laughs> rent from your wife. Yeah. Make, right. Make pay rent even better. <laughs> to to. Now he has it. He had, and of course, I had nothing to do with the baby, but this is his situation. He he spends that to being thirteen thousand in debt. To they now have their own their first home. He's got like thirty thousand in e trade, and they started doing the four hundred one k at work, and you know, and their own their own home. And he put twenty percent down, and all of that is in such. When you add up all that equity and stock, the kids now he went goes from negative thirteen to like six figures. Yeah. And less than two years. I mean, it, it doesn't. Little small things really help, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's like once you once you see that, like it's the whole, the whole fractal thing is dead on, right? It's just, it's it's. Getting rid, rid of stupid struggled. debt. Getting rid of stupid. I've struggled with how to add that to the uh, you know things like Discord are are weird, because Discord isn't just me talking, or, or you know, it's other people interacting. You know, and when you get a lot of people in one area, you're going to have people who totally disagree with you, you know, yeah. like they're yeah, doing I things every now and then. And I just, I just, yeah. it's funny. Cause like, I've been in there so long that I just, sometimes I don't, I don't even read what some new people even write. Like, unless they directly point it to me, like mention me. So I see it. Right. Like I'm just scanning I just scan through and see the names that I know, and I know who they are. I know what, I know they're doing the right stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna read what they said, what they say, what they say, what they say. Right. Yeah. And I try to ignore it too, and then sometimes I think I'm like, no, dude, and I have to say something, and then I end up butting heads with that person, and it's like, man, I'm, that's not my goal. My goal is to keep it focused. You know, like I want to keep it focused. You, you, it's so easy to drift. Yeah. Um, and some things, the internet's a big place, man. And one thing I like about trading, I was, I've been in other trading groups and the thing that I didn't like about them was it was just trading. That was it. And it wasn't a lot of, you know, what do you do with the money after? Or, you know, it wasn't a lot of like, it wasn't a lot of encouragement or whole, you know, keeping, it was just a lot of people coming in and out and it was just buy here, sell here, buy here, you know, without any, anything behind it, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, could, I just couldn't keep myself on those. And so when I first started to do um, that, that was what I was afraid of, that it would turn into that. And, you know, it hasn't. I don't do a lot of that where here's the first target. I kind of assume, you know, where the target is. Most people get the basic strategy, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, and I wonder how detailed to get on that sometimes. Cause I know it'd be been, I know people in the group would like it if they got like a, I don't know, something, something, you know, here's the trades we have open, here's the target, but I feel like that's unnecessary. Like to, I would think to some yeah, for sure, but there's going to be some that they like, they like having that extra right. attention, you know? Yeah. All the lines on it. Here's the target. Even, even if you're like, it, you're doing it and it just confirms what they were seeing. Right. Like it'd be like, all right, cool. What, 
it's almost like you, you quiz everybody. Hey, where's our first target? Right. What's this next one? And first one that responds, they get, uh, I don't know, you get, a, I'll buy your coffee today. <laughs> right. And I you should know? push that. I should push that out more, I guess, doing that. Um, yeah, I should. It, I, um, I don't know. Again, I don't have people helping me on that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if, if I put out any of that, that's me doing it. I don't have a camera crew like you do. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, I wish I did. I like to, some days I wonder that I was like, I should just try it for a week. I should just hire people to like stand around my, like, Hey, go get me a, and then I got a camera person and I just make content and just see, see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's gotta be somebody like get rolling with that and you just help them get going. Like, hey, I'm gonna yeah. get you in front of a hundred thousand people. Like, this will help you. Help me help you. Right. That's what I need to do because YouTube is confusing. I, I, I don't. Do you have a YouTube channel like your own? Channel I do. On I'm, uh, I'm not, I never. I never put anything on there. Like, I just signed up for it. So well, I now, now you have content being created, though. I know, but that's that's my goal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have stuff thrown on uh, on YouTube, and then that way I can be backlinked to my website. So when people search my area. I'm going to pop right. up and they're going to see like the next thing is coming up. They're going to see like an interview with me, like just talking about why I do what I do and what we, what we do with the office. And uh, if I can help you great, if I can, I'll find you somebody that can. And then there'll be, uh, I've got patient testimonials coming out, like how I've helped people. Um, and it's not like, you know, people that have been in once or twice, it's people that have been coming in for years and years. So, right. So, so who is the model that you're going to emulate on social? Like, is there someone that you like, I like what this guy's doing? Not like anybody, like a hundred percent with her doing. People kind of brainstorm with a buddy of mine um, that's in the same profession. Like, Hey, I'm going to take your idea and kind of spin it a little bit. And I'm like, feel free to, you know, so. Cause if it was me and I had that. Getting myself out there. It's genuine. Right. I would definitely, you, but you do have your YouTube handle, right? Your name? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it the same as IG? I don't think so. I think it's like Dr. Abrams or something like that. Cause it's, cause with YouTube, right. you have to have like a Gmail account and stuff. Right. Um, yeah. That gets weird. Cause now you got to mention it each time. Yeah. But it's like, like all time. Yeah. Um, I would definitely get, you got, you know, get a nice picture there in your banner, in the banner. And that banner is like 16 by nine. Took me a minute to figure all this out, like the dimensions. And then you can get a little photo app, play with it, stretch it anyway. And I would just start putting videos on there without even telling people that I'm putting them. That's always helped me with content. Like I would just start doing shit and not tell anyone, you know? Yeah. And, but, and when you do start telling people, you have this database of shit already there. That, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, don't make one piece like of that. content and then go, hey, everybody, look at my piece of content. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like actually, like, don't yeah, do that. Have a bunch of stuff on there. Yeah. Just go, crank go that our, shit out. Don't, yeah, and don't tell anybody nothing. And then wait till you got like 10, 20 on there and then start dropping. Okay, that makes sense. I should probably, yeah. Right. That's, yeah. And that's how I started doing like podcasting and YouTube and all that. Early. that's what a lot of the big guys you see on there doing man you go look at like someone like shane dawson are these famous you 
dude, I mean, they're dropping content every day for years before people know who they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Gary Vee. Like, it's I mean, just people, they'll, they'll just keep pumping stuff out, and then all of a sudden, bam, like, it could be two years from now, and then they start really, really, really taking off. Because here's what you don't know. You don't know what yeah. you want it to look like because you don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. And when I first started putting out content, I didn't want to talk to people about picking stocks. That wasn't what I was thinking. I was going to share my book. People got the ebook and they go, hey, on these dogs of the Dow stocks, how do you know when to buy them? And I go, well, you look at the chart, man. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, all right, well, okay, that's book two. Let me show you how to do that, right? Yeah. And, and then that turned into, hey, could you, I had a guy text me and he was like, well, I wish you'd have told me before that broke out. I'm like, well, you got to look at them, you know, like every day. And it dawned on me, like, there's, I'm kind of, in my mind, everybody does this, right? Everybody trades stocks. No, they don't. And they don't know what you know, you know? Like, no, they're, they're listening to Jim Cramer and they're buying at the all-time highs. Right. And Were you using charts did. before you met me? No, not, a, not at all. I was, you'll, you'll, you'll love this. You'll laugh. Uh, I, got, um, I got into stuff because of the Motley Fool one time right those ads <laughs> on, on yahoo oh me too bro they're, I did all that too. they're pumping you into a penny stock <laughs> right. right like i remember i remember the ticker snpk right right and it got it got pumped and pumped and pumped at one point i think i was up like 300 percent. i'm like this is i'm gonna be rich off this one stock and then it plummeted plummeted to you know nothing right and then and it's I, not I, like I it's roku and you can ride it out or square it's it's, it's actually going to probably go out of business no, it's gone. It is gone. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's a true penny stock. It's not it's not just a cheap stock. It's a true penny stock. Yeah. I was trying to explain so the like, difference to someone that like so it's like DS is one, the golf stock that we have. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to explain to them that's an actual business. Like this is you can see them on the highway. Like when you go over there, there's people hitting balls, like it's like talk del taco. It was a penny stock, so to speak, but it was an actual business versus some shit like you see, like you were talking about there. And that ends up just being one store, one shoe store in New Jersey, you know? Yeah. Or it's like somebody's garage and there's really not anything in there. (laughs) And those exist in the stock market and they're sold through newsletters and write-ups. And, and what's funny is all those people, and it's become real apparent to me as I've done this money flow gang thing and, and society and all this, the people you see cranking out these newsletters, the Stansberry research and all these guys, these are marketers and writers. Like that's the only way to put out content like they're putting out. So they have, they have a bureaucracy, they have a production team. Like it's not a lot about the stock. It's more about the production and the marketing and the selling of the newsletter. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just want you to tune into them. That's it. It's just like anything. Right. And I wonder, does this I don't even know if this guy really likes stocks like this dude they're saying is putting out this newsletter. That's why on my Instagram, I try to show just me like normal life. Here I am. Boom, boom. buying because I really am buying that and reading it. And I may not send you a colorful uh, story about why we should buy it. That's what they do on that stuff. Yeah, they're they just making you, making you confirm it. Like, you got to have this. Like, you're going to miss out if you don't mm-hmm. buy this right now. Like, water is in short supply. We may <laughs> never recover from And they go in this long fucking essay about why we're running out of water. And you read this, you're like, damn, dude, I need to invest in this AWR, this water company. <laughs> and then, 
you know, because I get them all the time. Because I would always, uh, sometimes we'd have new people, and I'd say, hey, I'm buying this. And they'd be like, why? And I'm like, because it's a good company. They're making money. And he goes, what do you, you know, like they want a whole story behind it. And I'm like, bro, there's, it's not that deep. It's, I want some exposure in that sector. I think this is a pretty inexpensive stock in that sector, you know? Yeah, dude, um, like, <laughs> like drop, drop sacks so, so cheap right now. I'm, I'm, a, I'm thinking so much, I'm going to try to buy them out, right? Like it's, it's yeah. like a dollar seventy a share or something right now. I was telling my wife that the other day. I said, you know what? I said, I need to throw a few grand at that because if that works out like I believe it will, grand now is going to be like 15 you know yeah i mean you got like six thousand shares of that don't you right and i was telling her i need a round if i could round that to a 10 and just say i'm done no matter what to go stage whatever whatever this is how much i have because i do think you know i definitely think it's worth five dollars four to five yeah i mean that's same where, that's, thesis is behind taco yeah. right been there before same thesis behind zynga you know is it the world's greatest video game maker? No, but it's undervalued because all of tech is undervalued for one. Two, they had, you know, came short on earnings, but they still made a bunch of money. And it's now like at a 50% value probably. And it might trade that way for a while, but I'm like, good, I can get some shares. We'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. I think Uber's dirt cheap. I don't, I don't want to pump it too much. What broke out today, didn't it? Did it, did mm -hmm. it hold yeah. it? Yeah, you watch. The thing's going to go to 60 and I'm going to be like, damn it. Yeah, like a bot more. I've done a bot more. I've said that so many times now that that um, the problem is here's the problem with that concept is these these swings and turns can take you know six months, eight months, and people start they get in their head cost of capital. They get this in their head that you should always at all times be have your money in the most the best and most effective thing right then. And it's simply not possible. And if you watch what a lot of the really, really rich guys do, they own a bunch of different things and they wait the one, they buy the ones on sale and then they sell it into the euphoria down the road, right? Um, so right now that wouldn't be utility stocks. That would be, you know, Palantirs and the, right? The PayPal. Oh, yeah. I've been dripping in Palantir. It looks so good right mm -hmm. there on $18, $19. Like right. I think it's I think it's gonna be up like like Amazon at some point, you know. It's it's there's no there's got think, no competition. And we had we were trading as a group Pfizer in that low twenties. Yeah. I remember it falling off and coming down and looking back now it's sixty dollars. It's like fuck. And that think of that. It pays a dividend too. It pays you five percent yeah. to have doubled your money. And when you say that out loud, you're like, why didn't I buy you know, wow. And but to play those, you need bigger money. Like you were the one that texted me about why did we miss this swing trade on Coke. Yeah, on Coke. Oh my God, how did yeah. we miss that? Coke is one of the like. There's a there's a whole list of these, right? Coke, Pepsi, Walmart, these big Starbucks. Like they pay their dividend even in bad times. You know, yeah. AT and T. They're just behemoths. And if you follow all of them and you got enough money and you catch them under that 200, and I'm sure you observed this, it works so often where that comes back and hits that 200. Um, I got a buddy who's really wealthy and keeps a lot of money as E-Trade. I was like, bro, if I was you, you know, he's out here trying to pick shoe stocks and, you know, just 
And I'm like, dude, if I had your money, I would buy a thousand shares of Coke, you know, when that thing's set up on a stage one. I mean, I wouldn't even bother with a lot of these. I would just take these because he has enough money to buy share size, you know. And I would just buy those when they're really beat up or on really low on stage ones and just ride them up to that 200, man. Close it out. Try to catch them. Keep looking for them. Even if you got like not, even, not a ton of money, you can still do it, right? Like you, you, mm-hmm. you turn around and make 200 yeah. bucks. You're excited. I lose right? kids' interest, you, though. You got paid to do you, it. Because – Right. The hard part is a swing trade on a Coke is going to be a, like a six or 8% return, 10%. And then you see like OPK today, what was it up 30 or 40? Oh gosh, it was crazy. Or like Prague. The, the, right. Back. right. Once that happens, that's all they want to trade. Yeah. You know, that's it. They're not looking at Coke or utility stocks, you know, and, and, you know, some of that is just because the, they don't have enough money. Um, yeah, but trade, well, Gush ended up being like an 80% or force, I think, right, for the most part. And then utilities right. has got to be 50, 60% now. Yeah. I, and and I, I need to lean more pushing people toward that as far as swing trading. Like if you're position trade, you know, obviously you want to stop. Well, I mean, you can position trade some of those too. The unleveraged ones, you definitely could. Like if you're holding the XLE, the energy sector etf i mean you just buy stage ones it's pretty simple right and just let that shit drip a dividend but swing trading you catch those those triple leverage down there man yeah those are those are 50 100 moves but they take months and weeks you know which makes um, it easy because you can just build up you can build right. build, build and all of a sudden boom it runs right pull some off and that's and buy it, some it more. and what you're doing is what the people who end up getting it and doing it like you're constantly putting in money what'll happen is people will grant in and then we have a correction and they fall to seven and they don't add any more you know then it bounces around and then they've been doing it for five or six months maybe we get another whoosh down now they're at six and they're like fuck this versus me and you are like throwing in buying some shares throwing in some money so then when it does turn i have more money than what i was putting in money right yeah and the, you, 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 the game is just played different versus and, – and then they think, well, the answer then is to – I just need to do it shorter and faster, which is usually the last thing you should do. No, it's the worst thing to do because you're just giving me your money because I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that takes time. And, right. you know, on the other part, a lot of the guys that I do content with and friends of mine are short-term traders. Um like the day trade professor. Yeah. It's, I have, I, I like him, but I just can't listen to him. I'm like, I can't day trade. I don't know. Like, right. That's, that's all he's talking about. Like, I don't know. I'm good. And then I try to talk people out of day trading, but then me and him are friends and go live together. And it's probably confusing. <laughs> yeah. You're doing, it's funny you bring that up. Cause like, like if I see you're live with him, like, or he's live and you jump on, I'm like, God, they're talking uh, about day trading. I, I can't pay attention to that. Like I'm, yeah. I'm focused on, on the other stuff. Right. And I'm not, I don't talk about date cause I don't day trade, you know? And, yeah. and, and, but you know, there are some things that are still like discipline, consistency, following your plan, sticking to your plan. There's still aspects of either trade, like being a position trader, which would I consider myself, I trade positions around them. Um, and you know who really turned me on to trading around a position was Jim Cramer in his book about his hedge fund. 
he didn't give the detail because he's not really a chart guy. But he had a similar strategy. They would take down a position and look to add to it later, you know? And then when a position would run up, they would take down. So they were trading around a core position of stocks. But a lot of new traders are constantly wanting to put in some unknown stock. Some, you know, it, it, It's almost always as if it's some un, unknown stock that's going to make me my money, not the ones that I have in front of me, you know? Yeah, it's, it's the stuff that's been around forever. Everybody trading right. the IPOs. Right. And I think if you're constantly bringing in new stocks, new stocks, new stocks, it's hard because you're not going to catch big moves. You're just not because you're not going to be in them long enough, in, in my opinion. And I learned that after what, going back and I'd look at stocks like I was trading Netflix and I'd look at them like, damn, if I would have just positioned, tra I should have stayed with at least 20 shares of Netflix when I had it at $50 and I should still have at least that as my base today. And if you, if you think of that concept, like say 20 shares of Airbnb is your minimum. And you, you know, as, as that stock gains, your, your base is going to gain with it. So you're trading around it and you're also holding it and growing with it. Um, you know, that's for me, looking back over the past, that was, that, that worked out, you know? Yeah, dude, dude, I used to have Chipotle at fifty dollars. Yeah, and it's now what a thousand, twelve hundred. Crazy, like, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you know, it's and I think some of these like DoorDash, Airbnb, Uber, Spotify, Square. I don't know which of those. PayPal's kind of old stuff. I mean, old PayPal's older than those guys. You know. Yeah. Um, I think I think um, you PaySafe maybe maybe one that that rockets up. PaySafe like. 350 a share or something like that and they make money they've got cash right like right when you do some research on it, it's like this makes no sense why this keeps dropping right that's one that i've held shares in and it keeps dropping so i finally just stopped talking about it i have the shares people ask me and i'm like i like it i don't know what to say like yeah it buy more. it should it's buy more they're it's gonna, yeah they're it's returning turn. they're returning 30 40 percent growth and, and they're they're buying up other companies. It's like they're not going to buy all these people up if they're not doing well. Right. And it, and this is – I think we're sitting on like five stocks like this that if you're willing to hold it, add to it on these ones, and just hand, just deal with it and give it a little time could be five Xs. Um, I think DS is one. Um, I don't think Uber's a five X. Uber's a double. Um, it's too big, right? Like it's a huge yeah. company. Even at 32, it's still, you know, a massive company. Um, I think Lyft is a double. Those are easy doubles in my opinion. Um, you know, Roku and them, I mean, Roku could go to 600 and then back to two, right? Um, Roku's its own thing. I use, do you use Roku? No, uh, I've got a Roku stick. I just haven't used it yet. I've had it for like yeah, a I, year. I use, I use it every day. So yeah. um, I use PayPal every day. So a lot of these names, I don't use Hood, but I talk to thousands, I mean, hundreds of traders all the time that use yeah, all the young, all the young people use Robinhood. They love yeah, it, right? Yeah. And, and Robinhood is going to fix any problems. There's too much money for them not to. They're going to have smart people there. They're going to rebrand. They're going to do ad campaigns. E-Trade went through the same shit. That's what people forget. Like these business, you know, all this is is a new version of E-Trade. And E-Trade was a new version of the old school, you know, E.F. Hutton. 
and it's just evolving, you know, and Square is just a new version of PayPal. They're just evolving. And that doesn't mean them goes out of business. It, it just, it, they all just evolve, you know, Cisco and these become those companies of the future. You know, there'll be some new startup in 15 years pushing and competing against Uber. Um, yeah, they're going to can't even imagine. Out, right. 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 And right, like that's what you have to do, build up. They're going to have to buy buy a company that has autonomous cars. Right. Well, what if what if you know Tesla decides that hey we're going to do our own Uber? Yeah, I I right. think Tesla, one of them buys Lyft. Yeah. Because Lyft is cheaper than Uber. Um, I could see that happening. I mean, Uber could merge with a car company, I guess. Um, wow. I don't. I wonder if that. I wonder that would be pretty cool if they merged it like seventy to a share and then. Hey, this is Gerald. I hope you're enjoying our conversation. Hey, I just wanted to uh, point you to a couple things. Um, if you haven't, take time, visit moneyflowmerch.com. I've got some cool journals over there. Um, you know, I'm into these trinkets. I carry a Bitcoin in my pocket. You know, I wear a lot of the Money Flow shirts, Money Flow, Money Flow Gang hoodie. I'm not saying you got to run off and buy all that. Get the journal. The journal is super important. A life worth living is a life worth recording. It's only 14, maybe 18 bucks. I forget exactly. Get Grab yourself one. Let's get your credit score in there. Let's make notes about the money flow. Let's uh, look at, let's write down what we want to buy. Let's put some ticker symbols. Let's work on our real estate. Just millionaire blueprint chip, write it in there. Um, I hope it helps you. And also one more plug, man, one more plug. <laughs> you know, about a few, many, many months ago, I put out this thing called uh, getting started with stock charts, the money flow way. I think a lot of people thought that was like some sort of beginner course, only if you don't understand uh, charts. Now, man, I'm dropping bombs on that course, whether we're talking swing trading, whether we're talking position trading or buying, holding, get that course. It's, it's, it's worth 10 times the $49 of the course. It's worth 10 times. It's 20 years of trading. It also helps support me and the money flow gang. God bless. Back to our interview. Here's your money, Gerald. The game's over. Um, I could see that. I don't know. Maybe there. Maybe Uber's too big now. It's like a hundred billion dollars. I mean, it's massive. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, people use it every day, all day down here, and then, I mean, I'm right. using it two, three times a week to get food. And that's all I'm thinking. And I, I get a lot of people there, they get up, they're upset, like not upset, but they're sad. I don't know another word for it, that their stocks are so low or, and it's like, yeah, that's, that's one thing. There's also the opportunity side. Right. And, and I think if you're going to be in this game for very long, you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to become accustomed to seeing some shit you own go the other way. I mean, I've watched oil go up and down and up and down and up and down in the 10 years I've owned it. And, and every time it did that really was just opportunity, man. Um, and all, here's another thing I think missing too. You don't have to add to every stock you own because you're down and you're not forced to do something. People always ask me two options. Should I buy this? Should I buy more of this or sell it? Like they'll ask me this question and I'm like, or nothing. Like that's an option. Like wh why, why do you feel compelled to do something? Um, you know, if you can't add to it right now, just wait, right? 
Yeah, and I did that with I did that with Exxon. Like I bought a bunch of Exxon because mm-hmm. it was the dog of the Dow, and then COVID hit and it just plummeted. Right. Yeah, so, I was I was a hated man for that. that yeah, uh, I, I uh, drift Exxon. in, and then everybody's all excited. Like, look at oil go. Like you know, took a, it took it over a year. Right, it took it almost took like it a year. A year. And a half. Think how much money we could have made if we knew that was going to happen for certain. Yeah. Right. We should, we, but we should have, right? Because they were like, we're not cutting the dividend. The dividend was like, I think at one point it's like eleven percent. Right. And yet, Which, all that, the news that should have been was, the signal, right? Should have been, and all the news though, if you remember, was negative. Oh, it was terrible. And it, even Kramer was on TV basically saying, "If you own oil stocks, you're an idiot." All yeah. the young people who run these hedge funds, they're only buying clean and green and blah blah. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think so. We're still buying gas at my house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that shows you like it's the courage right then. And we have that same opportunity now, I believe in, in, you know, I don't know, maybe they go lower, but growth is going to get hot again. It's going to become the new thing on sale and these utility stocks and all these shit is going to get too expensive and it's just going to flip like it never happened. And they're going to take off. And then everybody's going to be like, this is the great opportunity. And then people are going to be like, fuck, I should have bought more, you know? Yeah. But they they start talking about it after it's already it's already ran up. It's right, got like sixty five, sixty nine RSI. Mm-hmm. But I'll and get. Then, te- I mean, this is me every day. It's why sometimes I go crazy on my lives, and I probably you know, and I know it. It's well, it's also part of my stick. But I'll get any negative news that comes out about a stock or the economy or something. People send it to me. What do you think about this? And I'll read the headline, and it's some negative article about Uber, you know, or pay safes being sued or this is that, you know, you just, just put in any publicly traded company. There's somebody, some lawyer suing them for something, you know, and PayPal's constantly in court, constantly testifying before Congress. So is Procter and Gamble. So is Exxon. Like that's called doing business on that level. And, but they'll send them to me. And I, I, I'm just, I'm like, fuck dude, I'm trying to explain to you. There's nothing that could happen today. That's going to shake me on this right here. So I don't sometimes people seek that like they seek out negative you know because the world is negative and actually you that's your signal to to be looking to the other way it really is i'm glad you've gotten that which is probably why you've stayed in the group so long yeah right i mean you're just going to be able to if if they're making money it's going to flip around right like it's Mm -hmm. it's too it's too cheap right Right. yeah i I, I did make the mistake though but forward when they cut their (laughs) dividend I didn't understand when they cut the dividend. It's just so they can fix problems. So I was like, I was like, that's it. Ford's Ford's Ford screwed up, right? Right. And I was like, I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of this. And now it's, uh, it's. I think it's an all time high, right? I don't think it's ever right. been. And, and, and the dividends back right now. now. And the dividends back. It's silly. Right. Like I, 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 I think I, I kept like 15 shares, and it says 323 <laughs> percent. I've done. I've done similar, man. And I I learned along the way. Most of the time, if they cut the dividend, they're like Conoco Phillips cut the dividend on me, and it was a good twin too. It was like four, four and a half percent, and they cut it to like one percent. Then when oil got all fucked up, and that thing just plummeted, I just kept it, and I said, you know what? And then I bought more. I bought more in four too, but not near enough to have made a big difference. Um. You know, I bought a hundred shares here and a hundred shares there, and I should have been buying a thousand shares here and a thousand shares there. And um, yeah, so there's list them just just since we've been doing the money flow gang. I mean, we can just list them of ones that went real low, then went real high, and then real low, and and we're gonna 
two years from today, we'll be talking about ones that we had money in that did that. Yeah. Um, and that's the encouraging part that if you do get messed up, like you did, you said, Hey, I fucked this up on fourth. What you need to get from that is not down on yourself. Is like, all right, next time that happens, I ain't doing that. No, you know? not. No, I'm like, let's look at buying some more, like wait, wait for it to set up and just keep drip, drip, drip. Right. And then buying the breakout. Right. Cause if the, if them cutting the dividend is to protect the business, good move. If they're cutting the dividend cause they're doing lousy, there's a difference. You know, especially especially in a sector or, you know, cars are cyclical, uh, oil cyclical, the price of oil affects sales. A lot of things can affect sales that are outside of the purview of the company to fix. Like Starbucks can't necessarily control shipping costs or beans directly, you know. Um, and then when that shit hits the stock and now you need to take advantage of that because they have really smart people that work at these companies that are they have shares, too, man. There's people that work for DS that have thousands, tens of thousands of shares or at Prague or at, you know, most of them aren't dipshits. Most of them are trying to make money. Yeah, I believe. The, be dude, yeah. the best thing ever was when, when Mel brought up FinViz and looking at like, all right, the CEO, the CFO, all these people are buying right. shares. Yeah, you better buy some. Yeah, and they're not dummies. And they're not, some people, well, they're just doing that, trying to trick people. Look, man, it's not, not like it's on TV on a commercial. Yeah. You see them buying $6 million worth, like – Right. Like, hey, it's not like they're but, mailing. They're not Grant Cardone. They're not promoting it on fucking the Internet. It's yeah. literally public record and they don't go around talking about it. And so we're snooping in on what they are doing and they're investing in their own business. And that's a big that's a big sign. And, th and then people selling it means a lot less. Sometimes people, oh, he's selling. He might just need some money, man. Or yeah, maybe he, buy a, he, a vacation home or something. Right? right. His kids are going to college. Maybe he's getting divorced. Maybe he bought them last low and now he wants to sell some pay himself back i mean maybe they got that as part of their options to like right. with their contract right like they're we're going to give you shares as part of your payment and they're just selling them right i got a buddy that works right. for microsoft and they give him shares all the time and he just sells them immediately because he wants the money i'm like please keep them. crazy like do not God. sell them like they give you those imagine if he was keeping them this whole time and then the dividend is coming off of it oh i he's slowly seeing that it's a mistake because i've been showing him the chart I'm like, hey, right. look at this. Like, if you'd have just kept all those shares they gave you, they would be up 100% right now. I had a guy in my neighborhood who worked for AT&T for 32 years. He was in the Army in Vietnam and all this. He gets out. First job out of the Army. AT&T stayed there as a pole lineman the whole, his whole career. He had been getting 5% taken out of his paycheck, and they bought AT&T shares. 32 years of this. And... When he retired, they had their own, you know, they had this little benefits package, right? He was getting this payment, but then he had all these shares. And he, when they retire, he, his, he marries a woman, his new wife, and they basically, they end up selling all these shares, buying new trucks and new this, new that. And, and then his shares were just gone. And I remember talking to him about it his position in AT&T was like $380,000. It was the only stock he owned. Isn't that crazy? It's not. And so his dividend was like, I, I, it was like 18,000 a year was his dividend. And they cut the principal on that to remodel the house. They bought two new trucks. Like they, I mean, they spent on, they gave some to some kid. like they just spent it. Um, 
And I just like, dude, why don't you just spend the dividend? Like an idiot, just blow it. Like yeah, every time they give money. you the money, just spend it. Like keep the damn goose. You know, couldn't get him to see that, man. You know, you it's, amazing that pe- it's amazing people don't see that, right? It, it, right. And, and it's it, a willable asset. Yeah. So you can hand that off to your grandkid. Now he's getting 20 G's to do nothing. Yeah. And, and you know, and I guarantee you, first thing that happens, he goes to a financial, like, oh, you should break this up into a diversified portfolio. And, yeah. and then that drives me crazy because that's a cookie cutter thing for like all human beings should own this, this, and this by this much. Like, that's crazy, man. Um, all that depends on what your goals are, how soon you want to retire, you know, what you're trying to do. There's a lot more to it than just that, you know? Um, also, your financial advisor, while some of, them, some of the advice is fine, he is under a license and he can't tell you necessarily what he thinks is the best. He's got to tell you what's not going to get him sued. Yeah. That's, that's with every profession, right? But people don't understand that about those guys. They think that they're they're they know everything about everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if they're that good, they wouldn't do anything. You're so smart about stocks in the stock market. Why am I talking? Why are why are you working here? Now yeah. I get it. People start at different places, but I mean, you wouldn't think there'd be too many financial advisors above the age of forty um, if they were all so good at it. But you know. There, there are some decent – there's a few that I listen to on the radio that are pretty good. And, and, of course, those guys are rich. And the reason they're rich is they own the business that does the advising. Like they own a business and they own real estate, you know? Yeah, kind of like Mo Ansari. I listen, I listen to him because of you too. I listen to him uh, on my way to work sometimes in the mornings, the market market recap or market wrap. Right. Mo's cool. And then I, I've been listen, I listen to Allworth a lot these two guys out of California that are basically, they manage money. Like you, you got 2 million bucks. They set it up in different stocks and ETFs and then cut you a check every month, you know? Yeah. They're, they're old school tradition. And that's one that I always said, if I passed away and you didn't know what to do with my estate, go see them. I actually think you won't lose the money, you know, they're, you know, they're not going to put you in any crypto or anything. Probably not going to buy DS for you. That's not going to happen. Highly doubt they would put you in Uber. You know, you're, you're just not going to get those kind of opportunities from them. They're not going to tell you to buy PayPal or Square, or they would not have go that we just had 64% win. That would not have happened from a financial advisor. No, no, they're going to put you into safe stuff. Right. Which is, you know, because they don't want you to, and should have safe stuff. But at the same time, man, you should try to get a taco, a DS, an Uber. Like we, we need to do these because they're right there, man. They're all around us. And then have the conviction to hold them. And then you use the money flow to your advantage over that. Like just seeing what's happening. You know, not, not every stage four is a sell. Maybe it's not. Maybe we're accumulating and we ignore it. But you got to make those decisions, I think, ultimately for yourself, how, how you want to use the system and the strategy and so have you noticed how many people have posted they recently bought real estate in the real estate? Dude, tons. Tons of people buying them, right? Like, and it, mm-hmm. it, it, I, the trend I noticed, too, is everyone's paying well over ask. Mm-hmm. And I think the that's price is like the starting price right now. It's right. like, hey, this is the minimum, this is the minimum we're going to take for this piece of property. So you better come that, in above it. That's it. That's inspiring. I'm inspired by that. I, it, it's cool for me 
when, especially when I see, like you were saying, like, I've never read charts until I met you. And then you're using them now. You don't even need me for charts. You got it. You know, the deal with real estate, you know, I need to position myself. I need to be collecting, blah, blah, blah. Once people make that turn and switch, man, what some of them, what I found is they're like, oh, I'm good. And they wander off. Some of them will get the idea of maybe a group can help me, keep me motivated, keep me going. Like that MKM, when I see them in there and they're buying property after property, I'm like, shit, man, I got to get going, you know? Yeah. Um, it motivates me. Uh, Diane in there just bought a beach condo in Florida. I mean, yep. I'm buying one, boom, right behind me, she buys one. It's like, look at yeah. this, man. Oh, and she's down in Zillow. She's down in her stock, but she still bought a beach condo. Yeah, because it's going to bounce back, right? I mean, how'd you right. find the condo? Probably looked on Zillow. Right. You'd be like, shocked how many people would have, like, oh, I got to get out of this. And then they would have went and bought that. They wouldn't keep both, you know? They wouldn't yeah. keep both assets. And that's where you got to get, where you have you have crypto, you have high-risk stocks like DS and all these kind of things. And then you have the blue chips. And then you have some of these two and three X, you know, you have all these little things going and they can, you, you, and you get to where you can manage them and, and you just got to work it around your life, man, your time frame. That's why I like longer term, do all this other stuff, business and real estate and do your own TV show like you're doing. <laughs> I get a camera crew. I get a camera crew. You got one a camera time. crew. He's got one video posted. It's production video by a camera crew. Right. I got a I got an iPhone video of the camera crew videotaping me and that's not one video right now. <laughs> There's a guy who has a trading channel and I can't remember his name. I came across him and I'm like, damn, this is like super high production. Like he turns and he's in this beautiful office. It looks aged, right? Like there's no actual work happening in there. It looks like a lawyer's office. And it's all these beautiful books. And he's wearing like a sweater. And then he's turning, like, you know how in like, I don't know, prime time and stuff, they do, they got the different kangaroo angles. And then they got the yeah. voiceovers. And I look and he's got 1,200 followers. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, I'm, and he's got super high production. It looks like a television show uh, uh, doing his charts and talking. And I go, look, yeah, he's got a crew. And I, I'm like, I, I guess he just said, hey, let's just, this is the level we're going to start at. Like, I'm not even testing the idea, you know? And um, I mean, he's committed. He's committed. And I'm scratching my head and I'm like, how does this dude only have, he has so little followers. And I, it's because it's new, but it kind of told me as I look back over some of these videos there, yeah, that, okay, that's cool. People like that but they're not connecting with him for some reason, you no. know? No, and he, it, it looks too big, too, too much probably. Right. I, I started watching. I'm like, I think people think this is too complicated or too fancy. He is, you know, and it's such, it almost, it resembled CNBC more than say, I'm going, Hey, look what I do, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and it may be backfiring him. I could be totally wrong. Maybe he just hasn't hit the right video. But I, I, I try to analyze that. Like, why people like this guy? Like, why do so many people follow Chris? Or why do people like, you know, Ashton? Or why do the people like this person? Um, do I need to hair like uh, Muhammad, the day trade professor? Should I wear a suit jacket all the time? You, you ever see me do that, teasing him? <laughs> what? Whenever I go, yeah, yeah, I put it on whenever I go live with him. He gets a kick out of it. It's funny. Um, then I take it off, of course, but yeah, I don't know. The 
I guess you just got to be yourself the best you can is, 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 is what, but I'm always trying to figure out the formula. Like, how do you get yeah. people to watch you, you know? Um, Connect, right? I mean, you're you going to have to figure it. Grant Cardone doesn't, uh, it doesn't seem like he spends a ton of money on like his video yeah. production, right? Like for, for his net worth, you know what I mean? Like some of his stuff, just a cell phone video. It's just him holding it, talking into the camera. All right. That's the model I'm going to stick with. Like I'm going to do some fancier stuff here. Yeah. And then, then the next video is like me holding my phone, you know, and, and, and mix it in like he does. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's the yeah. way to do it, man. It looks, looks more attainable to people, right? Like, all right, here he is. He's by himself. Like there's, it's not, there's not a, right. a whiteboard over there, a prompter. He's not going all Joe Biden on it. Just reading from a prompter. <laughs> well, cool, man. Other members have gotten a chance to know you. That's cool. So I'm hoping yeah. to have other people come on here that are, cause we got some members doing cool stuff, man. They're everything from members or some of them are trying to be rappers, you know, like it's, yeah. it's really neat. The different types of people that we have in the group, all different races, men, women, um, most of the foreign or like the Europeans and such, I think cause of the time zone difference, we don't get to communicate with them as much. And because of that, a lot of them don't really hang out long in the discord group. Um, like if you're from Dubai, we're all asleep when he's up, you know? Yeah. Um, and I wish there was more of them and they would communicate with each other. But, uh, you know, I don't know how to get people to do that. Um, you know, I guess if they want to do that, they'll do that. Right. Um, and all I can do is document my journey and hopefully other members as they do that. And that's why it's good for people to hear what you said, like just, just the whole philosophy, even if a guy doesn't follow it, you know, totally but if it's in spirit in the right direction you're just going to improve as a person both business you personally financially and if, if you do better financially then it's easier to be healthier and every, everything gets easier i think yeah, yeah. way easier once you start way. getting your right. buckets right and then more attracts more and then easier gets easier and it's just it's definitely and it gives you confidence um because we've had a we've had quite a few people join just as this sell-off and growth started. So if you came in, you're like, hey, fuck this guy. Like, we've gone straight down for four months. It's like, yeah. It's I, funny. This makes me think of BX or BXRX. Some of the people that joined mm-hmm. in with BXRX and they're just oh. complaining the whole time. It's right. like, and then they leave talk about- and they're like, yeah. fuck Gerald, his system sucks. <laughs> I get that a lot, man. I get haters. Meanwhile, there's 40 other picks that have rocketed. Right. And, and that's the end <laughs> I have is what if, and I'll have a guy do this literally in the same day, in the same hour, I'll get this text message. Dude, I love you. I bought blah, blah, blah. I can't think, you know, boom, boom, change their trading. And they happen to buy five of our most recent best winners. And then this other guy maybe bought two of those, but he bought three that did terrible. And so he's like, yeah, it's all right. And I get both text messages in the same hour. So if you're me, it's like, you know, how do you, cause it, it really comes down to like one guy could use the money flow and crush it. Cause he picked the right eight, nine, 10 stocks and he makes a ton of money. And then the next guy used the exact same concept and do terrible. Cause the eight stocks he picked went down. Yeah. Or they went like heavy into one tech, mm-hmm. tech stock and they're mad it went down. Right. Like, right. You've got you've got forty grand and thirty of it's in one tech stock because you were right. gambling. I've, 
I've had guys do that. I had a guy yeah. put 30 grand in Prague. His whole count was 40 or 45. And then it dropped by half and he's telling me what to do. And I was like, uh, well, if you were listening to me, you wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, but would have now that, that we're in it. Right. I, would, I was like, dude, I would have never told you to, you know, if I had 40 grand, I may be going to have a thousand at the most in that. May, yeah. You know, maybe more if I was super convicted, but doubtful. Um, just because if they do get crushed, then you have a little room to buy some. Um, and if great, take your profits. That, that's it. how to safely play those is you can't have too much money in them. And the, and the safer they are, the more money you need in them <laughs> to get anything out of it. You know, the Walmart, you need way more in Walmart than you need in Zynga probably to get the same benefit. Um, yeah, that's, and that's a, that's a learning lesson. And, and hopefully people, I'm hope, hopefully people will stay with, that's why I dropped, uh, I think you still do monthly. You're one of the few people. I stopped letting people do that, pay every month. Yeah. Because I get people pay one month and then quit. And it's like, it, you're just wasting your time and mine and everybody, you know, like we, we can't even see a good move in the market in a month. I mean, up or down, like, you know, it's, was that 20 trading days? I mean, it's like a little, it's not even a stage one. Like, you know what I mean? Like we haven't even, we haven't even made it through stages. And so, yeah. You almost have to make that, people commit to at least six months, right? Like yeah, you gotta I, be in there for six to, months. I started to do the year, but then I did the quarter. And like you said, cause I knew that would be best for them, but I don't know. I go around and around about that stuff. And cause I know if they would stay, even if they were just paper trading and just give it longer, stay with it, give it longer, see what other people are doing, talk to members. They're just going to prosper in their life. Like I know they will. I'm, I'm convinced of it. Cause I have, they will, you have rich, you know, our friend, rich, the tattoo artist in California. Oh yeah. He's I funny. Mean, I like, I like when he talks on there. Right. Rich is, you know, <laughs> same thing. I mean, he, you know, getting on this money flow thing, getting the buckets, right. Getting out of debt, put money in stock, like just change, you know, and, and seeing that. And then I love in the low, the, in the low lows of COVID, I was like, I don't even want to come online. You know, it had gone down so low. I'd never seen it drop so fast. Even in all my trading, 2008, it took a long time. And I'm, I'm in shock. And I'm not going to sell, but I'm in, sh I mean, kind of like shock, you know, Rich would send me messages about, uh, like courage, like I'm not at, even asked for, like he would just send them to me, you know, like he was encouraging me, even though he just started trading. He had just joined our group two months before, two or three months before the Kofi crash and just started putting his money in. And then that shit happens. <laughs> well, like, that, wasn't, that wasn't too, that wasn't too, it started, right? Like, cause I think, I think the group started right. what late, late 2019 or. Right. Yeah. And we had a great run and I think we were up pretty good. Stocks were doing great. And then it just fell apart, man. Yeah. And I had, there, there were like a hundred people in the group and it dropped to like 30. Yeah. They were like, but everything you. I bought, everything like, I bought, everything I bought is up astronomically I know. since then. I know. And the great, what would have been their greatest opportunity all of those people ran from now, I don't know, maybe at home by themselves, sitting at their computer, they kept buying stocks. I think most of them just didn't look at it. Definitely didn't do the money flow. And we're like, the hell with this, you know, and hopefully not. But I think I always want to look back and go, man, I wonder if I'd have kept listening to that guy. I don't know. I don't know. 
Because usually when people quit, I don't hear from them again, you know? No, I just wish I'd have bought more. <laughs> well, Dr. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Even Yeah, man, thanks for having me. I, I like it at unscripted because then we can just flow and people can find little nuggets. Yeah, you know, nuggets in the conversation. And I'm getting better at these and trying to figure out how I want to do the interview process on these. I don't even like that word, just conversation. Um, yeah. Brad, Brad Lee, you ever listen to that guy? I don't think so. He has a podcast. Oh, uh, he's a business. He's a salesman. I keep thinking of Brad Leah, right? No, this is a guy. He said that. Okay. And he has a podcast called Dropping Bombs. And there's I'll no structure. He's, yeah, he's just kind of like, what's up, man? And then you never know. And some of them are awesome. You know, just listening to them talk, you catch little nuggets in there. You know, it's like, uh, or not as bad as Gary V's where he just interrupts people the whole time. <laughs> his shit's funny it's just him talking yeah. basically the whole time yeah yeah <laughs> he's funny man all right man I'll, I'll let you go and i appreciate you coming awesome. on sorry for the technical issues we had no we're good all right what's your Hi, partner what's your favorite stock right now Ooh, bx is starting to look good right it's the uh, first time it's been it's the first time it's been under the 20 but um that's a that's an expensive one for most people Right. Yeah, I was gonna say but that's just been a picking. Oh my! It's a it's a wonderful uh, performer for us overall. I think we're up. Oof, I don't know, 160 percent in that one. Um, yeah. And what's funny, I've owned that before, years before I started the group too. I think personally, I'm up like 400. Yeah. And I've never sold a share, man, into a sell-off. That's one I've just looking back, man. I wish I'd have been an accumulator, you know, of way bigger than I was. But the, uh, that could have been the a cheaper stuff I've been buying. Oh yeah, the cheaper stuff I've been buying. So I've been buying a little Drive Shack, a little Palantir, little DraftKings, and some Arc. Okay. Yeah, it's hard not to. That Arc is like a layup, right? Yep. That's like a guy asked me if I just had ten grand, I might just buy Arc, man. Just buy it. Look, look back in a couple years. Like if you're just wanting a layup, that's a layup. It it's gonna get hot again. Arc. And Bitcoin, I think, are both in that. If you're willing to risk it and you're going to ride it out, those were those are two speculations in the sense that they're wild, right? That could easily double. You know, I don't know when, but I, I, I'm pretty confident, or I wouldn't be buying them. Yeah, it's going to happen. Kathy yeah. Wood think will screw up. No, dude, they're dogging her too. It's crazy to watch how yeah. quick they turn on people. Yep. Um, they teased her for when she said Tesla's going to be 4,000. And now it's right up on that same I mean, time frame, it's like 5,000. And I remember them, I remember videos of them talking about how ridiculous that call was on her part. And then I'm thinking, man, I hope, she, hope she's just as ridiculous about Bitcoin because <laughs> yeah. she's got a $500 target, 500,000. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. So, all right, man. Good talking to you. Yeah, man. I'll talk to you all soon. Right. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. See ya. All right. Thanks for making it to the end. I really enjoyed my conversation with Dr. Will. It's always great to talk with um, Money Flow Gang members. It always breaks my heart when someone comes in, they stay two or three months, and they leave. Um, I know they didn't give it enough time. I know they probably quit on themselves, 
because I know everyone that comes in contact with us, if they will begin to apply the basic principles of the millionaire blueprint, add the money flow trading system and stay the course. I, pro I know, I know because I'm a living example that it will <laughs> drastically, let's just say it will definitely increase your net worth. You're going you're, you're gonna to get your credit right. You're going to begin to improve your business. You're going to create multiple streams of income. You're going to begin to invest in the stock market. You're going to flip some stocks. You're going to get into real estate. It's going to change your life because the money flow is not just about trading stocks, man. It's about trading life.